0: Chapter 24 of Doctor Sin by Russell Thorndike This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by John Brandon Doctor Syn by Russell Thorndike Chapter 24 The coffin maker has a visitor About noon of the same day Captain Collier in walking through the village found himself passing old tree cottage the low-lying residence of sexton mipps with its coffin shop facing the street and its small farmhouse behind attracted by a great noise of hammering the captain stepped up to the window and glanced in rows of coffins lined the walls and coffin planks were everywhere propped up against shelves containing everything imaginable in the center of the shop stood two black trestle stools, and upon these funeral relics reposed a large coffin with no lid. Inside this gloomy thing sat Mr. Mipps. He was sitting straight up and hammering lustily upon the coffin sides, singing away with much spirit to the rhythm. Oh hammer, 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 and damn her, damn her, damn her, for I don't fear my wife now, she's dead the captain amused at the crude words pushed open the casement and leaned into the room whether the sexton saw him or not the captain did not know but the song changed immediately to a song of the sea there's no swab like the captain there's no swab like the captain of all the swabs i've ever seen with a diddle 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 dee no swab like the captain a very appropriate song, Mister Sexton laughed. The captain, Mips turned round and surveyed the intruder. Why knock me up solid? If it ain't the good captain, the gold of the high noon to you, sir. Though there ain't much gold in the sky today, I take it as a very friendly piece of impertinence that you should come and look me up so unexpected. Had I note of your arrival, I'd have had these grisly relics stowed away but some folk has a distinct dislike to looking at these last dwellin houses you're used to em i suppose by now said the captain oh love you yes i don't mind em some undertakers has fearful superstitions about coffins some won't get in em to measure em lord i always does i lies down inside em and pops the lid on the top to see if it's airtight awkward if the lid was to stick you may well say that cause once it did but it weren't so much awkward as peaceful for after i'd pushed and struggled for a power of time i just resigned myself to my fate feeling thankful that at any rate i had had the privilege of being my own undertaker i shall never forget my feelings when my last bit of breath came up and went out it was just the sort of feeling you gets when you drowns only more so cause when you drowns you sees all the bad actions of your life a trooping before you but gettin buried alive is different cause you sees all the good actions what you've done mind you things i'd clean forgot little acts of kindness what i thought could never have been recorded anywhere why they all walked out and i seemed to be greatly comforted cause you see i thought as how i was quite in the runnin for heaven in fact i was so pleased with my past self that i fairly kicked with delight and that was the means of bringing me back to earth cos over went these trestles and the jar i got knocked the stuck lid off no i've been near gone these many times but never so near gone as that for as you see i was finished with the undertaker having undertook myself and i only had to be passed through the parson's hands and get knocked over the sconce with the sexton shovel as shakespeare says in the play to be a real goner stiff and proper a horrible experience master sexton returned the captain it was in a sense but i could tell you horribler i takes a uh, pride in my business same as you might in yours that's why i went round the world oh you've been round the world have you said the captain not once nor twice but many times and you know why perhaps the life of the get-rich-quick buccaneer appealed to you remarked captain Collier casually there you go suspicious can't you adapt yourself for five minutes can't you make an effort when you're a gossipin with honest folk to forget that there's dishonest ones here we be chattin' quite friendly and forgettin our little differences when you starts accusin me of bein a captain clegg or an england do I look like a bold pirate now? Look at me, straight sitting up in this ere coffin. Could you say that I look like a swaggering gentleman of fortune? No, you couldn't. Very well, then, why go and make unpleasant insinuations against a respectable sexton of the realm? Mind you, I don't say as how I didn't come across some of that breed during my travels, and I don't say as how circumstanced that fickle woman didn't at times make me work for em but not for long i held no sort of likes with the likes of them and though some of em had most engaging ways it was easy to see they was all of em unadulterated sinners and swear god bless your eyes captain it made you blush like a damned woman to hear em and if it was not for gold and adventure that you went may i ask what tempted you abroad certainly captain it was the love of my work the zeal to have a look at other sextons vergers and undertakers and see what they were a doing with the business but lord love you captain i soon found as how funerals was done on different plans abroad why i could tell you some things i seed with regard to burials abroad what'd make your flesh creep ay now too though the sun is high in the heaven well, I have an hour to spare, Master Sexton. What do you say to coming along to the ship and enjoying a drink at a friendly pipe? I thinks I can do one better than that, thanking you kindly, said the sexton, vaulting with marvelous dexterity out of the lofty coffin to the floor. For I've backy pipes, and good brandy, all to hand, and if you'd care to spend an hour with Sexton Mipps and listen to his babbles, why light your strike me dead? and gulp your spirits and settle your hulk in that there coffin what well, hasn't got no passenger inside so don't be frightened and we'll shut the window for it's a blowin the fire out and if you ain't cosy well it's not the fault of the sexton is it now and then mr mipps after busily providing his guests with the requisites for smoke and drink and after splitting up a coffin plank to renew the fire sprang back into the coffin sitting snug with a glass of brandy and his clay pipe the captain also was ensconced on a coffin in the corner and to the crackle of the split coffin plank upon the fire the sexton began to yarn End of chapter twenty four recording by john brandon